Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Blowing doesn't even boost it. Because when you blow me, I get boosted. Wow, well, that's that's the great start to the podcast. I know, get that part out. Uh, nope. Or not. Nope. <coughs> okay. <sighs> All right, Chris. Chinny chin chin wag. Chin wag. Uh, episode 13. 13? Hell yeah. Father's Day special. Oh, daddy. We did a uh, we did a Mother's Day special. Now it's to, now it's a tribute to all those fathers out there. I warn you now, disclosure. <laughs> Everything that I say about fathers is not all going to be good because where are you, Daddy? It's uh, I feel like that's too close to this. I'm moving the camera. Yeah, quit. Oh, oh man, you're moving it a lot. Sorry, there we go. I was gonna say that's a. That's a low blow, but that's a low blow to yourself, so I don't care. Dad. Daddy. You keep you keep knocking it. It's too close, apparently. Mm, perfect. There you go. I was Whatever. Too close to your mug before. It's scary. <clears throat> Scaring the viewers. That's a pretty mug. So uh Father's Day is coming up. Or whenever I post this, it might be Father's Day. Do you like Father's Day, Chris? I uh, personally don't celebrate it or care too much or even care that my kids tell me Happy Father's Day. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel good? No, it feels, makes me feel good when they randomly will come up and hug you and say, right. I love you. Because that That's day, it just feels more, more like a mental and means more than, yeah. here's another day for you to just come and force say it. feels more obligated. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I understand that. You, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. What are you talking about? You you can start with your, uh, your father's day tribute. (laughs) My father's day tribute. Yes. I'm going to start from ground zero and work my way up. Let's hear it. I'm excited. I was born on a cold, cold day of Thursday. Thursday? I don't know. Oh. (laughs) All right. So I've had. Three, three, three father, father figures. figures. One was a sperm donor, <laughs> which he gets the least credit out of the three. Hmm. Um, his name is Ronnie <laughs> or William Ronnie. I don't even know his full like. I I lose track because I don't ever talk to him. So, William Ronnie Allender. So this is this is your this is biological, my biological father. father. Okay. <laughs> and as far as I know, I think I've mentioned in the past, he did a lot of drugs when he was younger. And apparently my mother was, I don't know, any way nice to say it, but dating a loser. But thank you, because here I am. <laughs> um, and one day, apparently he went to a party and I was pushing an empty keg in the backyard and my mom showed up and said, nope, I'm done. How old, how old was your mom at this point and your biological She, father? I don't know. I don't even know how old he is, honestly. He could be 88 for all I know. The last picture I took, I took a screenshot when he was video chatting and he looked old. He looked old as shit. 
life has not been nice. But okay, so do you know how old your mom was when she had you? <coughs> My mother was about 17, I believe. 17. She was young. And you were and old I enough probably, to roll a keg. So I had to have been like one and a half, two, maybe oh, three years man. old. Just pushing a keg around. An empty keg just as a walker in the backyard of probably a trailer park because that's how we rolled back then. <laughs> and then my mom was like, nope, no more. And I don't even remember any of this. This is just hearsay. Then uh, she met David Goodnight, which I grew up thinking he was my biological father my whole life because I was so young. You, I didn't know any difference. You went by Goodnight for a while. I went by Goodnight. Like half your life or the beginning of your life. All the way through high school. Yeah. I found out that my last name wasn't Goodnight when I was about 14, I would think. Something yeah. around then. And they sat down and told me, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why are you telling me this bullshit? Like, what? I, why are you telling me this? I, it was weird hearing, like, right. your last name isn't what your siblings' last names right, are. Like, right, What? Mom? What did you do? So, <laughs> so all your all your siblings here that I've met yeah. are all they're all good nights. Yep, I have all a right. brother and two sisters. I'm the oldest, and most of my life I've always known they were just my brother and sister. I don't yeah. refer to them half sister, half brother. Even to even now, we're we're all so close that if they called me a half brother, I would probably punch them in the face because <laughs> I'm the oldest and like bow down. <laughs> Listen up. I'm your older brother, full do brother. Do what you're told before I beat you. Did you ever, did you ever like when you were younger, maybe have any resentment that when you found out, when you found out that you weren't a good knight? Um, it was just bizarre. I think it took like a while to like process. It was just like, I almost, did I like almost felt, you... I, it kind of, if I, if I think back, it felt like, I was an imposter. Okay. Like, do I belong in this family? Like, right, was I adopted? Right. What happened? Someone dropped me on the fucking doorstep. Right. How old were you? But obviously, I was like, I came out of my mom, and so did my brothers and sisters. Yeah. We're all siblings. Right. How old were you when they told you? You said 14? Yeah, about 14 years 14. old. But at that point, like, uh, I've been going by school. I was re- I went by the last name of Goodnight. Because I thought that was my good night. That was my name. I think right. I I had they they told me I think because I was getting close, and I had to get a job. And legally, I have to like so, go by social security name. numbers and my last name. They never changed it. Is right, the problem? Right. If they would have changed it, I would have never known. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, good night. Uh, this guy, in the past, um, I don't know what I've said in past podcasts, but he is. All three of my siblings' father, father. and <coughs> you're welcome. And <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about him. It was a very an abusive relationship, as like far physically as abusive. physically abusive to me when I was younger. And I didn't even, never know any better. It was my father. Yeah, it was almost imprinted on him. I guess if you would. So it was like an unconditional love to somebody that probably didn't deserve it. Right. Which is shitty to say, but... Was he abusive to all your siblings or just you? Uh, growing up, I felt like it was mainly me. 
Do you the think- other siblings would say there were instances of right. abuse. But you're like, wait a minute, this was all the but time for me. I was like held by my throat up against a wall Holy and shit. punched and thrown down a hall and bruises on me as a nine, ten year old. Holy shit. So do thinking you, back, you, it's just like, Jesus Christ, you're a fucking piece of shit. Do you think it was because you weren't his son? I don't know. But partly? I mean, I don't know. I don't I, know. I've, In <clears throat> his eyes, maybe, like this other fucking right. spawn that's I mean, not I, mine. I maybe. Can, I, I couldn't imagine, but like, I'm sure there's, I know there's, there I mean, there, are there, evil there, there were good like times, that. but they were far and few between. <laughs> For the most part, I grew up avoiding being around as much as possible because who right. wants to be beat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Were and, there any... Inst- and there was lots of times where he didn't have a job, I feel like, for no. the most part. So, so he, he was always, always there. Ugh. So it was like, I'm going to the park. Yeah. Or I'm playing baseball or just getting out of the house. Whatever it took just to not... Always out foot <clears> in it somewhere. Yeah. So all of the abusive part of my life happened when my mother wasn't there. Oh, of course. So was there were there any instances of like examples like good things good things that Mister Goodnight um, gave to you or passed me, on you? Let me. All right, all right, keep going. All right, so good things that David contributed in my life. <coughs> You're welcome. Um, at one point when growing up, uh, I I was always in a baseball growing up. At one point, I recall him coaching. The little little league baseball team. He was the coach, and I was pretty athletic as a kid. So I w- I wouldn't say I was probably the best, but I was always trying. With him being there and being abusive, I w- I didn't want to piss him off. So you had this constant like, I need to do good. I need to be the top <laughs> player because you don't sure. want to be like, hey, why did you do that bad? You go home and he beats the shit out of you. Right, right. So you always do your best. Okay. Well, so that's... it made me push harder to be as good as possible. <laughs> sure. I don't. I mean, that's that's good. It's like, good, but fucking horrible. Motivation from a negative point. It, it sucks. Yeah. Like so, it was playing. I like the game, but I fear <laughs> sucking. So he motivated you to do well and work hard. Yeah. But that came from fear, which is not, not necessarily <laughs> the best. Yeah. Okay. I remember there was a time where I was playing center field and there was a huge pop tie pop fly. And I, I don't even know how old I was. I was really young, 9, 10, 11. And I was new to the game, so I held my glove up, and it was sunny. <laughs> and I covered the ball, lost it for a second. <clears throat> boom, hit me in the eye. <clears throat> and I want to say I blacked out for like a second <clears throat> and woke up, and everyone was standing around me. Oh, no. And I was just like, I remember being fearful, like I didn't catch it. Yeah, shit. That was the I'm, first I'm thing gonna that came get, to mind. I'm gonna get in trouble for not catching the right, ball right. after I just got fucking knocked out. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, another. Did, did well, hold on? You okay. can't just. You, did you get beat? No. Did he get? I, I can't. I don't recall being okay. beat. I mean, okay. I had a fucking black eye. I think that was punishment enough. <laughs> okay. So touching on baseball for a second, I hated pot flies. Like I could not judge or time a pop fly to save my life um that was the only memory i can remember never 
I mean, I think that one was like, okay, never cover the ball. <laughs> and it never happened again. I feel like you get knocked out once and you're like, okay, that's where I went wrong. Always keep your eye on the ball. 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 Yeah, I, I, you know, no, I could not put myself in the <laughs> I think outfit. that lesson helped me throughout all of baseball. Like, even yeah. when they're like grounders, get in front of it, keep your eye on the ball. That takes a wicked bounce, get in front of it, hit yeah. you in the chest, not in the fucking face. That's where I'll get hit in the face. So yeah. I, that's, that's fine. Like, infield, keep me in the infield. I'll take a ball in the face. I did multiple times. My nose is huge because I broke it like three times. <laughs> but the outfield, nope. Everybody's like, oh, you can just go play right field. Nope. You want a ball dropped? Put me in the outfield. I cannot time that shit. <coughs> I was horrible at pop flies. They were fun. Yeah. But I could not time them. I could not judge it. Anyway, sorry. Go on. You're okay. Um, another memory. So we grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And my, I guess, father. I call him father because he was the main father in my life for most of my the life. most. And I call him father, even though he wasn't there the most, but I call him father over anyone else. Um, He uh, had this, I don't know where he got them, but he liked pit bulls. We got pit bulls in this house that we used to live in, in West Valley, or not West Valley, but like the south part of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, we had three of them. They could never be able to touch each other or else it was a dog fight to the death. Oh, man. But they were okay with us sure. for some reason, which is huh. if I I would never put my kids around fucking fighting dogs. See, obviously, he got them from somebody who was fighting them. Right. So other dog aggressive, <clears throat> but fine with people. Yeah. Uh, there were instances where they would get loose and get in the house and it was a bloodbath and one person's holding one, one's holding the other, oh one's screaming gosh. at the other person, someone go and get a broom out of the kitchen and you'd have to stab the broom in their mouth and try prying their mouths apart oh. so that you could get them away from each other long enough so that you could chain them up somewhere and then start cleaning up the blood splatters that are all over Holy the walls. Holy crap. As, I mean, I was in elementary school when this is going on, like... Those are memories I have, <laughs> and I I'm just like, ah, gosh, crazy. Uh, Did he fight dogs? Do you know? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. He was bit by them a couple times <laughs> by breaking them up. I can remember oh, there was I a time where imagine. the dog was trying to get away from the other dog that was trying to beat his ass, and in the the struggle, I remember him being bit on the forearm. Yeah. Really well, bad. it's just in the blur of things. They yeah. just fight for whatever. Um, that happened sure to my dad. They didn't mean it, and but yeah. kind of deserve it, you dumbass. <laughs> that happened to my dad once. <clears throat> but there was a time I was. He was always walking them like individ- individually, and we had a ju- giant filled park across the street from our house. And I was like, oh, I want to walk him. And one time he's like, mm, okay, hold on though, and no matter what, don't let go. Okay? <laughs> oh my god! I said okay. <clears throat> And the dog saw another dog uh, across the park. And they're, they're not dog friendly. So he bolted. Oh, no. <clears throat> and I think of my oldest daughter. Like, I was probably younger than her. So and it jerked me size. off my feet, onto my belly, dragged me halfway across this park. I went over a railroad tie into the sand pit of the park, oh, kept going. Eventually, I hit the other side of the park where there was a railroad and it like wedged, like he got tired of pulling me 
And it was a proud moment for me because after my dad caught up to us, after the dog dragged me, he took the leash and I was like, I didn't let go, dad. Oh I didn't let gosh. go. <laughs> and I had grass chains all, all the way down my shirt and pants. Oh, But I didn't let go. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But those are such shitty memories. Like walk the pit bull and drag you across the fucking park. <coughs> Have the pit bulls in the house, blood yeah. everywhere. So one day while being in this abusive father son relationship, uh, there was a time there was always, we used to play with the pit bulls and then individually in the house they would play and it would be fun. We did this game where we used to all get in the middle of the living room and throw a blanket over our entire bodies and the dog would jump on us and and play. Um, and my dad used that as an excuse for some of the abuse that I did. If anyone asks, you say we were playing with the pit bulls and it pushed you into whatever the counter, the wall. Right. I had a, the way it got discovered was because, I mean, I was threatened and scared for my life. This is such a shitty father's day special. (laughs) Um, I had a giant bruise on my back, which no kid should ever have. And I went to school. I clearly remember going to the library to do like a book reading. Somebody was reading a book for all of the kids and the kid behind me bumped me not hard, just like nudged. Right. And I started bawling like a, oh. just crying uncontrollably in pain. And they sent me to the nurse's office and one thing led to another. They looked like, what, where does it hurt? And I was like skeptical, like my back and they wanted to see it. Oh, and they needed to see it. They see a giant bruise. They like, why Why do you have a bruise like that on your back? <clears throat> and one thing led to another, contacting the police, contacting my mother, oh, shit. contacting my dad. Yeah. And he went to jail oh. like overnight. It wasn't, okay, just it wasn't a long thing. But yeah. in the course of that night, my mom was like, we're done. And luckily she was like, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that it took my mom this long to find out. Right. <clears throat> but when she did finally find out, she was like, I'm done, divorced, you're out. And she left him. Yeah. So there there's so many like stories in between, but it's hard to like think of anything good. Right, right. <laughs> so they were divorced. <clears throat> that was father number two. <laughs> Uh, he went to anger therapy or whatever he did. My, I'm sure my mom, he went to court and lost custody of all the kids. Wow. So my mom was living in an apartment. Me and my brother shared a room. Me and my si- or my sister shared a room. And we lived in this shitty apartment. And he had like weekend visitations and we would go right. and see him. And at first it was fearful. You're like, oh, I'm sorry that you got caught for beating me. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really, thinking back sorry now, it's like, it's not my jail. fucking fault. And even as an adult, when he, he had, he married someone else while I was an adult and had two kids with them. And oh, we wow. were still having visitation and seeing them occasionally. Yeah. And I had it in the back of my mind. If you showed me the slightest bit of abuse that I took, I'm going to step up and kick you in the fucking jaw. Right. Because I probably would have got my ass kicked still, but I was older and yeah, yeah. I had some more weight on me at that point. 
And I'll hit you with a fucking baseball bat because I've been through nine uh, years of training a baseball at this point. A little more testosterone in you to stand up to him. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Even now, if he got in my face, he's bigger than me now. How big is he? I'll fucking break his neck. He's fat and old and... Well, he's he was always into like weightlifting and protein and yeah, yeah. He's a big so he's, guy. He's so got he's, big muscles. He's remained like for, large because yeah, that's what he's, he's done his whole life. His whole life. But there's nothing that would save him at this point in my life. If <laughs> I and I and I always vowed like if I ever had kids, a hundred percent, I would not be him. Yeah. That was huge in in my eyes. Right, of like, course. Like I could never imagine hitting one of my kids. Yeah, that's crazy. I blows me away that anybody could do that. Yeah, I don't know how anyone could. Like it's just, I mean, spanks. Like even when he spanked in the future, I'd spank my kids a couple times here and there, but it's always held back. It's like a you need to know you you know go to your room yeah and then you feel a little guilty like, even with that you like, hit her ah. too hard oh shit i'm gonna leave a mark yeah uh but i uh, that's been fucking forever since i've even touched my kids now it's just like take their phones away that's enough punishment <laughs> <laughs> whole new <All> world right. <clears throat> so from there father's day stories um my mother was single she dated some random people while going through the divorce of my father right. who all lived in the same house and this random dude would pick up my mom. I remember his name. I clearly remember was Roger. And I think she worked with him. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, from an outsider's perspective, it was awkward with shit as him picking up her from a house that her ex, was living in still with all of us like <laughs> jesus that's awkward <clears throat> but uh live your life mom i guess yeah crazy ass <laughs> and then she met jim a while later on in life how old was she when she met jim when she met jim i was in i was still in elementary school so all the beatings happened within third, Damn. fourth grade, probably. That's crazy. Because I remember when we lived on Tramway Village in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I was in a shitty elementary school somewhere, and she was dating him. He was in the military, and he went to Okinawa for a tour or something, yeah. whatever he does, the military does. <laughs> and they kept in constant contact. And he like was like, when I get back, I'm going to marry you, even though she has four fucking kids. Like, what was he thinking? <laughs> That's a lot of baggage. <laughs> uh, but he married her, and then soon after that, we all moved on base, on base hmm. housing. Right, right. Which was, it was great. <laughs> it wasn't the biggest of house, but I mean, it was... It was nicer, and all the houses were the same, and it was enclosed and fence, and you felt really safe. Right, right. So, regardless, though, Jim slightly kind of had like this slight non-acceptance of us kids. Hmm. He was very strict. Mm, military. And, that doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, the 
He was always really good to my mother. Yeah. He didn't beat us, so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he worked his whole life very strict. Yeah. He was military, a staff sergeant. He worked on helicopters. But it just felt like you weren't but quite But it accepted. just felt didn't accept it from him. He was with my mom for my mom, not us kids. <laughs> Even though we got all this housing and everything else, yeah, it didn't feel like it was for us. It was just for my mom, helping my mom. Very gracious of him. He was the youngest, I believe, of 13 kids. Wow. But... <clears throat> For him to do what he did, I uh, I salute you, Jim. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, you can see it. That'd be hard. You know, you you fall in love with a woman, and she has kids. Like you're there to make the the woman happy, like your mom happy, and the whole time and do the best you can for the kids. Like it's, I I don't know. Like it it might be hard to to take them in as your own or. Yeah, to fully to fully, you know, feel absolutely. like it's a, you know, your own kids, but some people can do it, some can't. A lot of the memories with Jim uh were very strict. I mean, it's hard to think of a lot of really good memories. Yeah. Because he was a, a hermit crab who didn't like to go out. He watched news every day, sat on the couch and watched news. But, I mean, we had Christmases. We had presents and toys. Here's a good memory I remember, which he got in trouble by my mom for, is we had a Sega Genesis one year, <laughs> and we were playing the shit out of it. Me and my brother played the shit out of the Sega Genesis. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons all the time. And there was a small period where Jim was way into it and was playing, and we would watch, and we would we're into it and having a great time. Yeah. And my mother, I guess, didn't like it or whatever, playing games. Loser. <laughs> and then he didn't. And then he was ornery again. Oh. He was an alcoholic, I will mention. And growing up, I mean, the first, like, he, he drank all the time, I guess. Like, we didn't think any of that. But we started to catch on as years went on. Right, right. When he drank, honestly, he was super nice. He was nice. more fun, yeah. He was great to be around. Yeah. He was nice and so he social. Was a, he was a nice and drunk. And it was great. And we all liked that he drank. <laughs> and honestly, an angry sober. I wish he never quit. <laughs> angry, sober, nice drunk. But it was a problem. He would drink vodka, and he would drink it until he would completely pass out every time. Wow. He wouldn't stop until he was just so just blacked drunk. out. He, he was done. But he would wake up and go to work every day. Wow. Like, good. Like nothing. But That's impressive. But when you're around it all the time like that, you catch on to, like, they say, like, vodka drinkers don't have, like, an odor or anything, but they sweat an odor. Yeah. And you recognize it after a while, and, like, you're drunk. Yeah. Instantly it clicks, and you're like, You've been drinking. And it got to the point where it wasn't fun because the fact that I knew about it, I felt guilty that I didn't say something and right. I'd have to tell my mom right. every time. And it came a problem. And he fought with it and struggled with it his whole life. Did he ever get fully sober? 
to where he had like a sober I number mean, he had, day count. He had time under his belt where he wasn't drinking. He'd have that medicine where you drank and it made you vomit yeah. instantly. And he went a while without. There was always times that he'd always like have those Relapse. moments, relapses. Yeah. And it was like, shit, you know. That's At hard. some point you start to feel bad for him because I never thought of alcoholism as a disease. Right. Until you have someone in your life that is going through it. Every time there's an opportunity, it, it's he's got to constantly fight that. <clears throat> there, yeah. there was times like where he would be sober and... <clears throat> There would be like, oh, hey, we're having a barbecue and there's some beers and stuff. And the, it goes both ways. There was times like, can I, can I drink around him? Like, Right, right. I, I feel guilty having a beer right. around him. And then there was be like, he's got to have to, it's part of life. He has to deal with other people around him drinking. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But then you're just like, fuck. Am I adding to that <clears throat> urge or that? I'm sure it was. Yeah. But oh, that's hard. the whole life, like they, they struggle, they fought. There was one time he got drunk and threatened to kill himself while he lived in Draper. And my mom called me and we drove up there as fast as we could to try to deal with him. The cops were outside and we had to hide behind a uh, RV from the neighbor because they said he's got a gun. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. And they were able to coax him outside and he didn't have the gun in his hand. I, I can't remember. I don't think he had the gun in his hand and they're like, come forward. And they were able to get Came a hold down. of him. He was completely drunk as can be. Yeah. And they uh, pink slipped him, I believe, where they take him <coughs> into a 72 hour hold. Yeah. <coughs> the holding tank. <laughs> yeah. So get him to sober up. And they went in and he had the gun by the couch. Loaded. Yep. which is sad and shitty but they worked it out like if my mom went through a stage where they she got her own apartment because she's like you need to quit drinking or i'm done wow and when he wasn't when that when that was presented to him he would be like okay i love you i'll do whatever it takes and he would step up and he would he would do it yeah he would be sober and everything would be great then but slowly slip back. Slowly slip back into uh, back into it again. That's hard. But anyways, they eventually moved uh, to Utah. I followed a couple years later after I got a letter from my biological father. My uh, siblings and my mother and stepdad all moved out here to Utah. When I was about 21 years old, I stayed in Albuquerque. I got a letter from my biological father saying, Hi, I'm, a, you're, I'm your biological father. I wish I still had the letter. Is that the first time that you... That's the first time he's ever reached out him to me. After like you <clears throat> left initially or your mom took yep. you away initially? So okay. 21 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just saying, I don't know if you even know this, but my name is Ronnie. I'm your father. Huh. He had some pictures of me that he sent. He had pictures of him. Right. Um, I would like to meet you. And with everything going on, and I'm leaving. I'm like, you know, I don't, at this point, I, I don't know him enough to have hard feelings against him because right. I've had David in my life, which 
it was such a low bar that <laughs> you're just like, all right, let me check it out. So <clears throat> he lived in Texas and they offered me to go and live with him in the trailer park. Yes. He was a freight line driver. He owned his own freight liner yeah. and he ran his own business with it. So I was like, I'll come down. I can drive trucks with him and get to know him. Right. So like, all right, fuck it. Why not? It was hard to do. Not easy to just give up everything to go and live with sure. somebody you've never known. Yeah. How was it though? Went out there. We worked long fucking hours driving Freightliner. I was slightly training to get my own CDL. Yeah. I drove the truck illegally because I didn't have a CDL. Occasionally, when <laughs> like it was like, all right, we're gonna drive home. You're gonna drive it, get on the freeway. It was a. Uh, it was like an 18 speed, or it was it had. So many fucking gears, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a six-speed. There's like up one, and there's a one and a two. There's a switch. You go into two. You laugh the clutch. It goes into two. You press down. You go gas. I saw that bitch so many fucking times. <laughs> <clears throat> but we were delivering Scott's topsoil to Home Depot and Lowe's. Hmm, okay. So a pretty good gig. Yeah. But And we were home every night, but we were gone from... Four in the morning, it seemed like, until six at night every yeah, day. Yeah. And he had a drug problem still. It was slightly more under control. Uh, I think he was doing a lot of weed at that point, which okay. he never did around me. Yeah. He always tried to keep it a secret. But I am pretty sure that him and his wife did, like, meth. Mm. Because they were super skinny Kind of tweaky, a little bit tweaky, tweaky sometimes. Yeah. But they build from the ground up a room attached to the trailer where I had my own room, my own space, and it was all working out okay. I I wasn't really getting a paycheck or anything, so I was kind of like, you know, free I feel like board, I'm, just, I guess. I'm just here helping and hanging out. Right. I need some money. <clears throat> His wife, Lisa, drank a lot as well. They both drank a lot every day, and I drank while I was there. I was like, oh, cool, we're having a beer. Right. One beer led, and it's like they're still fucking drinking. You can tell when somebody's just, like, belligerent. Yeah. And I felt like it was, like, belligerent, 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 belligerent. All the time. All the time. There was, I was sleeping on the couch one time, and it was just shithole, whatever. Uh, skip that. But uh, apparently I was in my room and one night he was in trouble or it was sitting on the couch and he was flipping through the TV and there was something where there was tits on the TV <laughs> and he was like, Oh, and he was watching and she saw completely lost her mind. Oh, she no. got belligerent drunk and kicked us out of the house. And I being the mouthy person I am, I said, you have a problem. And she said, get out! <laughs> so we slept in the truck that night. Uh, and at that point, I lost all respect for her. Yeah. I'm like, I just told you how it was. I, I'm, I'm here trying to work and visit and see you guys. And you, I tell you, you have a problem when you're super drunk. He saw some fucking tits. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Get over yourself. He's with you. He's married. He lives with you. I don't know. Uh, that's my opinion. Tits are tits. I got tits. You got tits. Mine are bigger than yours because they're floppy. Whatever. Uh, okay, so from that point, um, 
Christmas was coming up one year, and my mom invited me out to Utah. I flew out. I spent Christmas with her, and I realized that I don't want to be where I was at. I decided I'm going to stay. I told them. I can't remember what the reaction was. Like, ooh. And I'm just like, it's just not for me. I'm not happy. Told them like your biological father. and Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. live there anymore. I want to be here with my siblings and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, grabbed my mom's minivan and my sister. We drove all the way out to <laughs> Texas. Grabbed my shit. Hit a deer on the way back. Or some cheese that was in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from then, I've uh, I've seen him like two, maybe three times since. Like when we got to Texas, like, hey, we're in Texas. You want to meet up, have dinner, or say hi? He's met my kids once. Yeah. And that's it. Every year, like, typically he'll reach out, and it feels like it can't help but feel like out of guilt. He's like, hey, here's some gift cards to Walmart. Happy birthday. I don't even know what his birthday is. Yeah. And I can, one year he had his birthday, and I can, I kind of like heard or felt. The resentment from his wife, like, you didn't call and say happy birthday to him. I was like, bitch, are you crazy? He didn't say happy birthday the first 21 years, bitch. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> You're lucky you can even talk to me. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> uh, every year he'll call and give me a gift card to Walmart and call once a year. Yeah. This is the f- last year was the first year he, he didn't call. He didn't call. Huh. And, uh. They got off Facebook, but then they got back on Facebook a couple of months ago saying that they're selling everything to get an RV and just travel the world or travel the United States. Right, right. Like, all right, good, good for you, whatever. <clears throat> but a, he hasn't reached out at mo- all. Mobile trailer no park, no. message, no nothing. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, when I was down there, I met him and his brother, which was my uncle. Yeah. Who had AIDS at the time, and he died of AIDS. Ooh. <laughs> Shitty. Yeah. Shitty. And he kind of had the same situation as far as fathers. When I was living there, actually, I admit that he was cool. I didn't mind hanging out with him. It, yeah. was, it wasn't it was that bad. And right, I, it was right. nice knowing him and getting to know him. But after being around him and his wife, it was just like, it's not fucking worth it. This, yeah. this bitch toxic. has way too much control. Toxic. And uh, he's going to take her side over me any yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time like, oh, you need to apologize for something. And like that time I told her that you have a drinking problem. And I think that was just like, no, I'm not apologizing for that. Like I just fuck told you. her you the problem that she has. And she <laughs> you, needs to do something about it. Yeah, go fuck yourself, whore. <laughs> you don't have hard feelings, do you? Nah. I don't <laughs> care. If she dies. <clears throat> All right. So anyways, went to Utah. I haven't heard from him forever. David... I moved here, uh, lived here for a couple years. I met my first wife, and at that time, David had changed his life around in Albuquerque and became an ordained minister mm. for a church. Okay, so uh, I kind of like lost the hard feelings of the abuse at that point. You're like, oh, cool, you changed your life, good for you. Right. I'm. I don't dwell on the past. I'm always Which looking forward. I'm always looking for good times and fun. And I try to find the best and happiness in life. Yeah. I always have. 
and there's just no point in dwelling on the fucking garbage in your life. So how, where did you get that from? Do you think? Because like honestly, I don't you've, know. You've you've been telling us this for like what forty minutes now. These three 40? these three father figures, and <clears throat> listening to all these stories, it's bad and horrible and it dark. Is. Like the way that you turned out. Because I think like when hiding is like I got to get away, and while I'm away, I need to have as much fun as I can. So when I go home, I get beat. I don't know. Yeah, like. The way, the way that you turned out. Maybe I just had so much dark in my life. I need to make up for all the light that I didn't have. Maybe, yeah. You you turned out better than I would have expected. Thanks, Jerry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you think about you hear all those stories about the people that have a childhood like that. Criminals and pieces of shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you not in prison? I blame it on the rap music. Uh, that you're not in prison? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Rap music saved your life? Uh, <laughs> this is quite different for most people. Uh, my very first CD that I ever owned was Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. <laughs> and my mother bought it for me. Uh, I think I don't think she realized what it was about. Sipping on that gin and juice. But, one, uh, <laughs> one of mine was Snoop Dogg's. It was the Chronic, I think. Uh, that oh, would no. Be Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, 2001. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Marshall Mathers, <coughs> I never Eminem's had Marshall first Mathers. Uh, Marshall Mathers LP or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? At? I was. Uh, oh, he, he turned his life around. He turned his life around. Father I number got, two. He was an ordained minister. So when I got engaged to my wife here in Utah, ex-wife, sorry, ex extra ex extra ex extra extra ex. Read all about it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Triple stamp that double stamp. I had asked him if he wanted to marry us. Wow. He came down to Utah and married us. Wow. All right. While my oldest was still in her belly. Hmm. Actually, I, we got her pregnant and I'd been with her a couple of years. So I was like, I guess that's the right thing to do. Uh, I should marry her. Yeah. So I did. Um, that he'd only been down after he married us. He's only been in Utah one other time, I think, to actually see us. Yeah. In the course of 20 years. <laughs> We've been to Albuquerque several times. We've seen him. Even the last time, there was a few months ago, he came out close to us to buy a bird. And uh, <laughs> he has not seen his newest grandchild. And wouldn't make the trip for the grandchild, but he came out to see a bird. A bird. To buy a fucking squawking bird. Mm. I hope the bird shit in the car <laughs> and squawks and keeps him up every night. Mm. He called me. I tried calling him back. He didn't answer. Well, there, there was my call back. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> while living here, my mother and my stepdad, as of a long time, Jim who lived with my mother and put up with us during the uh, all of my teens and all of high school. and mm, Rough times. He got honorably discharged from the military because of back problems. He had like two back surgeries. Oh, that's And hard. he was um, not dishonorably uh, discharged. He was honorably discharged. Medically discharged. Medically honorably discharged. So... I mean, while he was there, my mom was married, and she went all the way through college. And how was he? 
like after once you became an adult how was jim to you and your siblings uh nicer because he didn't have as much sway over our decisions i feel right. like right i guess less like responsibility for him too yeah so he was nicer i mean we had i mean growing up there were i remember slightly going camping a couple of times but like the memories are so like I don't know. I can't even remember. So I guess the, my question earlier, earlier, like where do you get all this positivity and, and stuff in life? I guess I'm not, I'm discounting your mom. Like it's probably, do you feel like everything that you've learned in life is mostly coming from your mom? Probably. My mom is my mommy, daddy. Your mommy, daddy? My mommy, daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So after they moved finally, which sucked, and it was hard for them to move. They moved to Texas because my mom moved there to help take care of her father's wife because she had cancer, and that was a big ordeal. <laughs> um, where are we at? <laughs> I'm thinking of other things that have popped up. I mean, I, I can kind of remember trips with all of us with Jim in the minivan always. Yeah. And it was always so uptight. There was always this, be quiet, don't make noise while I'm driving. <laughs> somebody farted. It was always somebody farted. Uh, and no. nobody was like, I don't know. <laughs> Shit your pants on purpose just to make him miserable. <laughs> How rude. I know. <clears throat> but they moved to Texas. And I think Jim was highly for it to get away from us, honestly. <laughs> Because we were just uh, in their lives that. all the time. And yeah, he yeah. he worked at uh, some, oh, what was a lab? There's like some computer lab there in Draper. I don't know. Or Lehigh. It was slightly new when he lived there, but or started. But it was a great job. He made tons of good money. He hmm. went back and got a degree just to do it. And he was the boss, which... I feel sorry for all the people. He was very strict and it was a very clean environment <laughs> as far as like monkey suit kind of. Th right. But they moved to Texas and we hated it because they were far away. <laughs> he probably loved it. He retired and they lived on a farm. All he had to do was just take care of the feed, the cows, cows, grab the eggs in the morning, feed no. the pig play with the dogs, keep the swimming pool clean and yard work. Yeah. So he was just living the dream. Um, as we would occasionally visit when we could. Same old Jim. He would occasionally have his slip ups with alcohol and right. Right. They'd go through the motions of trying to get him back on track. <laughs> but he always treated my mom with like, like a queen apparently. That's good. And then my grandmother died while in Albuquerque. And while my mother was dealing with that, my stepdad got drunk one day while we were there the same day and shot and killed himself. So after stepdad of 30 plus years, so significant time, he decided to uh end his life no and <clears throat> he was a hermit crab but he was always 
responsible and good with my mom. Yeah. And that's what you want. And that's what you want. I mean, I'm not married to him. I don't got to sleep with him. Was that, let's hope not. Was that hard for you, though? When he It was hard. It was shocking. Yeah. It was like, holy shit. I can't believe it. And right after, like, my grand, it was like within 12 hours of pulling the plug on my grandmother. Yeah. Which she'd been in my life my whole life. So it was just like, boom, one, boom, two. Nah, that sucks. It was hard to take in. Like, the initial shock was like, holy shit, holy shit, I can't believe that. And now it's like, fuck you. She was dealing with that and you got drunk and killed yourself? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask you that because your mom was already going through a hard enough trial as is. What? That like, it's, it's almost like, I get it. Like he's hurting. He was he's so, depressed too. He was so like antisocial. Every time they would go out or my mom wanted to go do something, he never wanted to go. Yeah. He always stayed home. So it was in that aspect. It sucks that he kills himself for my mom, but in the aspect that he never wanted to do anything. And my mom did everything without him. It was almost like she was single already. Right. And this kind of... I mean, it was nice to have him home and he cooked dinner and took care of stuff, but... In a way, it almost set her free? A little bit. And my mom almost looked at it that way, too, as far as like, you know what? He never wanted to do nothing. He was so antisocial, and it's like he wasn't there half the time anyway. Yeah. It just sucks. That's <laughs> It's just hard timing. Yeah. Like it was that. really shitty. And, uh... I mean, the alcoholism, I can see, I can, I can put myself in his shoes and just, be, I can imagine him just being like, fuck, I'm drunk. My, my wife is dealing with her mother dying. I'm, I'm here drunk and wasting. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Should I kill myself? And then just going through with it. Yeah. There's still like some ifs and ands about his like. The actual death. Death. Like, he might have been just cleaning his guns because there was the gun that he used to kill himself was like slightly disassembled. Huh. So there's like a a weird, like, maybe he didn't. What happened? He didn't mean to, maybe. Right. Oh, that's that, that almost, that's almost worse. It's almost worse. Like, I didn't mean to kill myself. I did it because I'm stupid. Because now there's a question mark. Like, you'll never know. Drunk. Yeah. And I'm sure there's that dwelling over yeah. my mom. But right. The fact that he had an honorable discharge from the military, it saved my mom a lot of money as far as she had a, they had to like pay for the, her mother's funeral and then a week later do Jim's funeral. Yeah. But since he was in the military, military he was able to it. go into a military yeah. uh, grave where they cremated him and a Give him a nice plot. Right. And it's a really nice area that he's at. And my That's mom, good. Mom goes out there every year, like on Memorial Day. I think last year they helped put flowers on all of them. Yeah. Graves and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That's good. That helps. Yeah. So as far as that, it is what it is, I guess. Wow. My mom is uh, the mom dad now. Mom dad. You've had three father figures. Three father figures. Three of which were meh. All three are kind of meh. Mm -hmm. One I don't talk to because he never calls, and I don't feel like it's 
if you want to be a part of my life, I feel like he should kind of call and make himself available and see what's going on in my life. Yeah. I'm not the one who chose to just <laughs> up and disappear, right? <laughs> the other one, I don't talk to him much either, honestly, about a, about the same as the other one. Yeah. There's a couple times a year he'll call, but it's like slowly few and far between. It's just getting farther away. and farther away. Yeah. 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 And I see the patterns of this is the way he treated his mother. Huh. Because his father died when I was like really young. He had a heart attack. Yeah. And his mother was like secluded from his life and then retired in a shitty apartment and then died. Hmm. And cremated. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even able to go out for her funeral. Sorry. Way to go. I was busy working. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Well. But, and now I'm a father, which I try not to make the same mistakes as I have been witness to in my life. Yeah. I... <coughs> I'm very involved in my kid's life. I feel like, even though like right now they are spending the summer with grandma in Texas who are about to move in with us and we're going to start a new chapter in our lives. I like it. Grandma's coming back up. Family's going to be all together back. in Utah all again. Back. That's good. It'll be good. It will be. So you think, uh, <laughs> so if your daughters were going to have a podcast and have a Father's Day special, uh, they'd talk well about you um probably i mean as a father you would like them to talk well about you i think but at the same time i'm not always the nicest father because i want them to make good decisions in their life sure therefore i'm a very strict like i want you to i want you to do well in life there's gotta be discipline i can't be your best friend right. all the time. When you fuck up, I gotta discipline you. Yeah. And that sucks. It does, but, but they'll appreciate it in the long run. Hopefully they will appreciate the lessons I've taught them in life. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they will. Check this out though. My mom just messaged me. Oh. Tonight. Mega millions numbers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go uh live stream you? <laughs> no. Scratch a nose? <laughs> The, that's a drawing. That's the Mega Million drawing. Oh, of yeah, yeah. Well, that was a very uh, kind of dark, depressing first half of a Father's Day Father's Day special. special. <laughs> this is what it is. To all the other fathers that are out there and doing what's right, kudos. It's not kudos. easy being a father. So do you want to break this up and make a make a random phone call? Maybe. Sure. Sure. We talked about before before this started, we're like, you know what? For this, let's call somebody randomly in our contacts and ask them to say something about their father. I kind of want to call my kids and say just, I want you to call <laughs> my kids and say something without me saying anything. Yeah. I just want to see what they will say. I can call your kids. <laughs> and then I will call, I'll call my girlfriend and ask her. Okay. I don't have your kid's me number. A- you got to send me one. Send me the number that I'll I need to call. I'll send them to you. Um, well, send me the phone number, whichever one I'm going to call right I'll now. I'll send them to you, and then I'll call my girlfriend. Or do you want me to call your mom? Because they're with your mom, aren't they? Sure. You have my mom's number? Of course I do. 
<laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to call Hannah real quick and okay. see if she answers, and we'll see if we can get a story out of her. Hello. Hi, Hannah. Hi. So, uh, me and Jared, I, sh- I was supposed to message you. I know. I'm sorry. We're recording yeah. right now for the podcast. <laughs> Hello. I, I just went through my entire fatherly experiences. And okay. We talked about you being able to tell us a story about your father. Okay. So when I was little, my dad was such a good father that one day one of his friends came over and we were all standing around outside. I was probably like, I don't know, three, four years old. And my dad told his friend, watch, she'll do anything I tell her to do. And he said, Hannah, go bite bite his leg. And I ran up to this guy, and I wrapped my arms and legs around him and took, like, a huge bite chunk out of his leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> my dad, like, sicks me on this guy like I'm a dog. Did he, like, kick you <laughs> off like a dog? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, like, he was, like, shaking his leg trying to, like, get me off. And then he said something derogatory to my dad, like, all pissed off and got in his truck and left. <laughs> and my dad was like, go, girl, that a girl. That a girl. You know, like... Here's you know, a dog I was bone. like all pumped up, thinking it's okay to go around biting people on the wow. leg. That's wow. uh, that's nice. Good, good yeah. father. Yeah. Nice story. <laughs> <laughs> Say something nice to your father if he uh, if he deserves would, it. But he'll never listen. But what do you think about your father? Uh, happy Father's Day, Day Dad. Thanks for giving me a like a good bite. In life, this ornery perspective on life. <laughs> yeah. Arr, watch it's out, you get bit. Got, it's probably where I got my really good attitude from. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for the yes uh, story. I'll talk to Bye, you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, is your mom's number still the eight hundred one number? Then? Yep, 230. Yep, got it. All right. You want me to call her? <coughs> Give her a call. See if she answers. <coughs> Let's see if she even has my number still. She doesn't answer half the time. We'll see if she even answers. Hello? Terry. Yeah, Jared. What's oh, up? Oh, you still have my number. Of course. Hey, we are currently live podcasting right now. I'm here with your son, Chris. And yes. we wanted to, are you with his daughters right now? Uh, one's in the bathtub and one's outside. Oh, which one's outside? Alex. Alex, uh, can you hand her the phone? We have a question for her. Oh, absolutely. Let me go find her real quick. She's out here by the pool. I'm scared. <laughs> Dad, I have a 
Hey Alex, how are you? Hi, good. I'm hey, scared. we're doing we're doing a podcast right now, a Father's Day podcast, and we wanted to randomly call you and ask you what your thoughts are on your father. Elaborate. Elaborate. Do you think oh, yeah. he's a good father, a bad father? Does he discipline well? When I was younger, I believe he disciplined well enough that I now have like some point of respect and i'll admit i maybe didn't have some point of lady matters but i had enough to understand enough that i could get it i don't know how to really word it but for charlie um i feel like she wasn't disciplined enough at her younger age maybe because she was the golden child when she was baby baby and she'd get whatever she wanted so now she's a bit of a butt crack. Ah, okay. I love her, I love her to death, but oh my lord, there's come times where I just want to just hold her head on the, the water and let her fall asleep. Go bed, go sleep. Wow. That's, that's not called sleeping, that's murder. No, 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 no. <laughs> go sleep. Ah, okay. So do you, but do you think your dad did a decent job uh, setting you up for life so far? I'm pretty sure he did, he's gonna, he did a really good job. He Aww. prepared me for what's gonna happen when I'm up there. Oh, did he pay you to say that? Did he pay you to say that? Uh, no, but if you want to count paying, Grandma's giving you 30 bucks already for doing small little dinky things. Sorry. (laughs) That's why you're in a good mood. We need to call you when you're in a normal mood so you can shit talk on him. Is Dad with you right now? Yeah, we're doing a podcast. You're live on the podcast. Oh, oh, sweet. Uh, did you, I don't know if Dad received it, but Dad, did you receive my funny video? (laughs) We'll we'll talk about that uh, later. We're, I don't know. I'm gonna let you go now. Thanks okay. thanks for your answer, Alex. I love you. I love you too. I can't wait to come and see you again. I'm gonna come and disturb you and throw a duck at your window. Come <laughs> throw a duck at the window. Did you listen to the podcast? No. Oh, I think you did. <clears throat> All right. No, I didn't. I'll I talk. actually have no idea what y'all were talking about in we'll, that podcast. We'll talk to you later, Alex. All right. Bye, right. people. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> all right. So that was a good I'm doing response, okay, I guess. <clears throat> Except for with Charlie, apparently. I'd love to hear Charlie <laughs> see what she has to say. She's very feisty. <laughs> uh, well, Jared, uh, should I lighten the mood a little bit? Lighten the mood. Tell us something nice. <laughs> your father is a very positive influence in your life. I can tell. Oh, uh, my dad. It's funny because after the the Mother's Day podcast which i didn't think they'd watch they watched the whole thing uh i talked about him being the structure in my life yeah go ahead take the shot hurry hurry take the shot be a man Ooh, that sounded bad going down you breathe in fire (laughs) uh but i talked about him being structure in my life and i feel like they he took it maybe a little bit negatively it this like is this, he, he felt a little hurt. Yeah, and that's and that's what I took from it a little bit. Um, but this is my opportunity to elaborate on that structure because that structure is very, very, very positive. <coughs> Hopefully, they listen to my hour of rant before <laughs> if they, that. If point, they even though, got tell to them this to part, skip an hour ahead. <laughs> skip the hour of Chris ranting about his three father figures and the darkness of that hour. Uh, but no, so I talked about how. My mom was 
a big part of like the emotional side and how to deal with people. My dad was the structural side where he basically set me up uh, in life to be su- to be successful in life, like career wise and staying motivated through life. Uh, the the combination of the two makes me successful. So the the side that my my mom contributed to, the side that my dad, both of them together, it was the perfect combination. Uh, but the side that my dad uh, was on was basically show giving me that that motivation to work hard in life and what uh, success looks like with business or with. Uh, anything that you want to achieve in life. So he was <clears throat> he was a big part of my sister and my life through like baseball, softball, sports, uh, basketball, soccer, anything. Uh, he was there day in and day out practicing with us because that's all he told us. He said, you, if you want something in life, you have to work hard and you have to you have to continue to work hard. You can't just work here and there. It's no, it's a daily grind. Um, he was out there. He built a pitching mound in our front yard so I could pitch off the mound every single day. He would catch for both of us, for my sister and I. He'd sit there and catch, and we were throwing. As we got older, I mean, I was throwing up in the 90s. My sister, she was a, a division... <coughs> was Rutgers Division One. She was, a, I mean, she was recruited by some of the best softball schools there is. She's throwing really fast on her hand, and they're close. I would, I am scared to death to stand in with a softball pitcher. <laughs> but he was squatting back there every single day, catching us 90 miles per hour, throwing at him. I was throwing curveballs that were bouncing in the dirt two feet in front of him, and he'd have to block it into his chest. Uh, he took me out in the cul-de-sac, and he'd hit ground balls for two hours straight. That's he, nice. What's that like, Jared? Because oh yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. recall my baseball <laughs> pitching. I had a tire up against the fence where I would pitch against. You'd throw into a tire. Yeah. yeah, it was nice having a father there. Yeah, thank you, Dad, for being there for my entire life. Sad. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he basically was there to show me like, hey, in life you have to be persistent. You have to work hard. You have to be motivated and you have to want something and able to get it. Uh, you can't just, nothing comes free. Nothing's handed to you. Uh, and I, and I really, I really hand it to them, both of them, but I really hand it to him for teaching me that aspect that you have to work hard for things. Cause that's what he did. Like he, when he was growing up, I don't remember how old he was, but really young. I swear he told me his hourly rate was like a dollar 25. I think he made a dollar twenty-five, but he he ran a door shop, uh, so everything to do with doors, like building houses, anything to do with framing the door, the door itself, making the door, different the types of doors, like as far as putting uh-huh. them up and everything. Yep. So the the door jam, door frame, whatever, the door itself, building the doors, different types of doors. Dollar twenty-five. Dollar uh, twenty-five an hour. I think. Don't like hold me to that, but I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> it was it was like. When he told me, I was like, Man, that's, it's, that's it's so just so small. crazy to think about. Can he buy a cheeseburger <laughs> for a dollar? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he worked in a door shop. Uh, he worked, he started doing like handrails, building handrails. Uh, but he wanted to, he wanted to be a general contractor. He didn't want to be doing the work. He wanted to learn everything about building a house. So he started learning framing. He started carpentry he started doing learning everything laying the asphalt whatever he needed to do to become that general contractor that was in charge of the entire process uh, and he taught 
he was basically self-taught. But aside from having to get a license and just that certification, he didn't go to school for it. He didn't go to any trade schools or anything. He was pretty much self-taught. Him and his brother were, would work together um, doing this stuff, and they worked hard. He, he started going to college, and uh, he realized that this, it just it wasn't what he wanted to do. He loved working with his hands. He loved seeing the progress that he could make with his hands. So he continued to just build upon his own skill. And, but he did like, he worked every single day, hard labor his entire life. And that example for me was priceless. He, that's, that's, that's where that structure is. Dad, you showed me <coughs> structure in life and how I need to be successful. So that's where that structure comes from. Was any of that like hard work? feel like it was slightly neglect of your life if he with when you're just like work 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 oh provide, as far provide, as i always working not being there ever or no anything like that? um my my parents balance things incredibly well so they you know i've i've mentioned it before my mom would work graveyards so she'd be gone at night working graveyards as a nurse and then he'd work throughout the day. So I'd, always, I'd have my mom during the day, like the morning, and then dad would come home at night. So I'd have my dad at night. So it's like, I saw them, you know, evenly throughout the day. So yeah, I didn't get them both all day, all long, you know, all day long, but it was enough of both of them. And they always, they made sure one time a year we had to go on vacation. No matter what, there's a family vacation once a year, which which most of the time was like pal. Yep. That's, we still do it to, to this day. Bye-bye. Still do it to this day. We go to Lake Powell once a year, but <coughs> from when I could remember, they, they made a point. They're like, we have to do a family trip once a year. So it was like, okay, take a break from all the hard work, every the daily grind, and just be a family and go somewhere we, where we can be a family. And it was... It makes me jealous. Like, I feel like I should be... <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, shit. I, I feel bad telling you no, my no, story no, no. after hearing yours. It's motivation. I, I should... I should be stepping up and doing these things oh you as a father yeah i gotcha okay I, I mean what you've done so far obviously alex said you've done really well there's always things that we can improve on yeah. everybody can improve on things keep going it's not about me go <laughs> <laughs> the whole podcast is about us um but yeah so they'd they'd just make a point of going to lake Powell, and it, and it was a it was a vacation where we could be together the entire time it's not like oh okay let's go on a cruise or something where the kids will run off do something and we'll just sit up by the pool no it was, it was we were out in the sticks we would tent it i they literally told me i i feel like i was almost i think i've done as many vacations with your father <laughs> as i have with any of my fathers I, I believe it we've been on a cruise we've been to lake powell like six, six five or, or six times yeah. at this point yep Thank you guys for letting me come and partake. <laughs> you're you're welcome to my father. Right. My father is your father. <laughs> okay, he's, he's stepping in. This is, that's your fourth father figure. Divorce, damn mom, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be. I I remember them telling me that I was in my crib at Lake Powell. Like they would literally have me in a crib and Holy I was cow. down for that. Yeah, like as a baby they'd take me there so yeah it was just a family tradition that we had to go on a family how trip. young were you when you started like remembering being it pulled behind a boat oh man i don't know three four three or four holy yeah. shit that's like, insane they were they were putting us on the <coughs> the double skis you better start doing more flips if you've been on the water that long because you're like i don't want to flip 
and they would uh, they would do like a a, sh- a dry start. So you'd be on the skis on the beach, and they'd Did start pulling you slow, you really hard? and you like had to hold on, and you just slide into the water, and you try to stay on top because we're so little that we just float on those skis basically. Mm. And they'd do dry start, or they'd have you in the shallow. Somebody would be there with you, and as soon as the boat started, they'd push your butt up, oh. and you just pop up on the skis and keep going. They taught us super nice. young. I remember the first time I went skiing. Yeah. Wasn't with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> how old were you? Um, like water skiing? Or water skiing. skiing. Water skiing. <laughs> uh, I think it was it was my grandfather Larry, who everyone hates at this point. <laughs> and fuck, I I think I was I was probably around Alex's late. I was probably like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And I got up my first try. Ah, uh, boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we would, with all the daily grind that my, my parents would flip-flop, uh, we would have a week or sometimes two weeks. Like, I feel like they were longer back then uh, that we would just be a family out in the sticks, just strictly family time. Uh, once a year, mandatory. Uh, they would take a trip on their own as well because they, they always felt like, they needed one trip with the family and then one trip to be away from the kids. Makes sense. Duly noted. Yeah, take notes. <laughs> hey, they're in they're in Texas for the summer. You're good. This is your vacation right now. No, I have to actually go on vacation. It doesn't count if I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but kind of like what you said, my dad, uh, when we were younger, we had the Nintendo, the original Nintendo that you had to blow on the cartridge and get I, it to work and shove things in there. I had Atari before Nintendo. I had Sega <laughs> Atari Genesis. was fun. I never had a Sega. Atari was fun. I loved Atari. But he would play. He would play with us. Like it, he was, he would show us that even though you were you're an adult and you're older, you have all these responsibilities. You could still have fun. You could still be a kid. You could still play. Which is which is awesome. That's I think my life motto. Yeah, see that see that you set a good example with that too. I feel like you have to show them that you just because you grow up doesn't mean you have to grow up. So I think that was really important. A really important thing that he did for us was he played with us. I'm sure I know he enjoyed it as well. We played Mega Man was a big one that we were addicted to. I know to. the chase for all of Mega Man. So on the second controller you hold like <laughs> up and you can jump twice as high. <clears throat> I loved Mega Man. That thing was so addicting. And so, yeah, my dad, my dad, my sister, and I, we'd play Mega Man like crazy all the time. So that was good. Growing up, um, I'm trying to think of what else. My dogs are going crazy. They're distracting me. Snap back in. <clears throat> um, but even even the outdoor stuff, like we, we didn't play a lot of Nintendo, you know, rainy days or whenever we had to be inside or if it was late at night. Uh, most of the time we were outside, which I also give my parents credit to, and my dad, uh, because he would build us tree houses. And it was not like the elaborate, you have this fort floating in the tree where you could go and have sleeping bags. It was like he would nail steps up so you could climb, climb up the tree. the tree. And then he was like, okay, now you need to learn how to handle the Figure branches, balance, all this stuff like that. And we had a rope swing that we weren't supposed to get on the roof of the house to swing, but we would. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he gave us all this opportunity to have adventures or have creative minds as well uh, to where we had to create our own fun. So go out, he would build us a path to it is, is kind of how I look at it now. Yes, it's not this huge fort that would have been really cool, but like kind of 
I don't know, boring. I feel like if you had this house up in a tree that it was already built for you, he would give me the path of like, okay, I can get you up to the branches. No, you start building on from it. there. It's, it's, you take Make it, it away. So I, I, maybe it's not what he was trying to do, but I, I look back at it like, okay, that was his way of <coughs> pushing us into our own creativity. Yeah, I'd make a tree house right now if I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. And we, we grew up on this, this, in this farmhouse that was super old. There was a bunch of abandoned barns around it that he would uh, walk through with us and make sure everything was safe. And he's like, all right, go play in them. We'd run across the, the roof and, is so brittle that we fell through the roof a couple times, which is, <laughs> which is probably why he went through and made sure there's no nails or things that'll kill us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he kind of, he set that example of if you work hard in life, you'll get the things that you want. And that's, that's, that's where I, I give a lot of my success in baseball credit to my dad because he kept me motivated and he taught me that I had to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I, I, we've talked about it before where we were both naturally athletic. So we pick up on things pretty quick. And I did growing up, I would pick up on things quicker than my sister. I give my sister a lot of credit because she, <coughs> she worked her ass off a lot harder than me and she was very successful, but they're girls. So they're just weaker human beings. Wow. Uh, keep going. <laughs> Uh, so, but he, he can even though I had that natural talent, he's like, you, just because you have the natural talent, you will get there initially, but you won't be able to sustain. And he was a hundred percent right. But, uh, he helped me every single day with the pitching mound and pushing forward and motivating me and teaching me that, uh, that persistence to get to where I got. And I got drafted by the Phillies out of high school. That's awesome. Uh, my first tattoo. <laughs> I ever got uh, was on my back and it was a tribute to my father because every time we were out there grinding, he would say, okay, yes, work hard every single day, but do it smooth and relaxed. Like don't force anything. You can't force it. If you force it, you're not doing it right. You're forcing yourself past uh, efficiency. So he'd always say smooth and relaxed, be smooth and relaxed, smooth and relaxed. So I got that tattooed down my spine in Chinese symbols <laughs> and yes, I had it confirmed that that's what it said. <laughs> I, I don't remember seeing that. I need to see it. Uh, it's it's covered now. You it covered is, it? It is covered now. So Because I, when I got my right. full back tattoo. I don't like that you covered it. You need to get it again on somewhere you where can, you can see it. You can, I've actually thought about that. I thought about it. it. Because I loved the message well, of the tattoo, but I did not like what the guy put design-wise around it. I'll write it on you later. So... So it, it is one that I've always thought about redoing somewhere else on my body so I could still have it. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, so smooth and relaxed. And I, I don't know if I would do it in Chinese again. Um, who knows? But, but I have. I have actually, Dad, if you're listening, I have actually thought about redoing it because that uh, it was him, a very meaningful tattoo him, to me. Have him write it and then do it in his writing. Yeah, uh, there we go. I could do that. I've seen a lot of people do that. Uh, but yeah, so I tattooed that on my back because I attribute... What he did for me is to me making to the making it to that level in baseball, <laughs> and then you know ever since then just you know being older and everything that he's taught my sister and I with business and you know everything that he's done in life to set himself up where he is um, has has contributed to my success in life. I always I always look at 
the combination of my both my parents, you know, being able to deal with people and being able to be successful in a business and in a business mentality uh, has been my parents completely. <coughs> but but my dad definitely helped me with that uh, that structural side of success. So yeah, I don't have I don't have the uh, the crazy stories like you. <laughs> Tell a nice fun story that you had with your dad. I mean, the the thing that I keep applauding him too. I mean, he, he's getting older. I'm getting older, which sucks. Um, from from my point of view, seeing from your outside, from an outside point of view, your father even still now, I feel like pushes himself yeah, farther abs- than he should absolutely. to keep up and have a good time with us. Even absolutely. recently, the last weekend, we all went golfing. And he still went, even though he hurt himself previously because he is getting older, <coughs> but he still played and had a good time. I can't remember a time where your father was in a bad mood. He's always just <laughs> smiley and okay with whatever's going yeah. on. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. That's true. And that's what I was just going to say that. But like, your dad is a bleeder. He is a bleeder. <laughs> he is a bleeder. He bleeds in oh every instance. Every time we're all together, he'll get a small little cut and it'll bleed like he's gonna bleed to death. <laughs> and there's always band-aids on hand. <laughs> yep, my mom's gotten to the point where she keeps a whole box of band-aids no matter where we go, because he will bump his arm or bump his head or bump something, and there'll be a ton of blood. Even if it's a little tiny cut, he I'm glad bleeds. I'm glad they're doing okay though. I remember a couple years ago or he was having some heart problems, and I was like kind of fearful. Yeah, kind yeah, of a we, scary luckily, moment. Yeah, luckily, any 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 moment like that is like because you just you have that sense of hopelessness. Like shit, I can't do There's anything. Nothing you There's can nothing do. I can do in this with this situation. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, luckily, everything worked out well. He's doing really good now. But that's what I was gonna say. Like, even to this day, he's he, he's getting older. But he still goes out and wakeboards. They're they're he climbing gym. They're goes fucking, to the climbing gym. Goes outdoors. He's in better to shape climb. than I am. At what? How old is he? I don't even know how old he is. But he's in better <coughs> shape hit now than I am as a forty-two. I'm just a fat slump of potatoes. <laughs> but yeah, so I hand it to him for that too, because like just staying that motivation to stay fit and active is is huge too. Like you don't, you never ever let up in life. And that's kind of that that structure, that, that thing that he's taught and instilled in me is you don't stop moving. And he, and he does that. Like he blows me away wakeboarding. He blows me away surfing. He blows me away rock climbing. He he's goes the only golfing. one that goes skiing when we go, uh, on the one single ski at like Mach 10. Oh yeah. The slalom ski. He's got to go super Jeez. fast and swoop way across. 33 miles looks, per hour on the lake. It looks not fun at all. It doesn't look <laughs> comfortable, but he does it every time just to prove that he can still get up and do it. They get a season pass or whatever, the 10 day pass snow skiing every year. Uh, they're constantly on the move. I, I think that's a huge example for me still. Like he's, he just continues to go, 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 go. Like you said, we did 18 holes of golf the other day and he had his, I think he had like a small tear in his, uh, in his labrum on his shoulder. And he still, he's like, you know what? I can't swing the driver, but by God, I'm going to, I'm going to swing swing the five five iron. (laughs) So he played with the five iron the whole way. Crazy. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I've definitely lucked out with both my parents. Um, 
I've lucked out with, with my father staying in my life because I know a lot of shitty fathers out there. Uh, even, even fathers that seem like they're there, but have no regard to their children. Like they're around, but they don't have regard. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Uh, You know, even those type of men, like that's still shitty too. So I feel like I've, I've been very lucky to have the father that I have. Thank you, dad. I, I appreciate everything you've taught me. And you still like, still to this day are teaching me invaluable lessons every day. Cheers, Keith. You're awesome. Thank you, dad. So I don't know. I have, that was touching. There's tons, there's tons of stories. Like it's, it's all, <laughs> I feel like I need to tell them to offset your negative <laughs> but tell, I just, tell I, feel I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad that I have a father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was me. <laughs> dad, dad, where are you, dad? Uh, no, that's awesome. I, no. I, I'm never upset to hear somebody being happy and having great experiences. Yeah. That's just, I think the more happy, great experiences you have, the better. Just keep having them. And it's the the constant communication too that that they keep with my sister and I. I mean, we'll go up and uh, it doesn't matter if it's just my mom there. It doesn't matter if my dad's there. My mom's somewhere. Like we could bullshit for hours. Like the the relationship that I have with my father uh, is is unmatched. Like we could sit there and talk for hours and get excited over the stupidest topic, a golf swing or backspin on a, on a golf ball. We could talk for hours like business or printing shirts or whatever it is like he, for him to, to actually show interest in my stupid interests or my stupid hobbies or my expensive hobbies that might not be the smartest for him to like show that interest and be genuinely interested in it and care about it. I think is huge. That's a huge thing that you can do for your kids is just to, to show that interest and care about what they want to do in life. Uh, and he's, he's done that phenomenally. How, how old is your dad? Sorry. He's, <coughs> he's 68 now. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to calculate it. That's I... fine. It's normal. Well, you need to start finding what his interests are because you need to start taking part in those <laughs> to help keep him active. But what, what my dad's interests are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, golf towards is a big the end thing of right his now. life, which sad to say, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta like take interests in what they like. I think. Well, I shit. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> um. I feel like I'm intruding sometimes when like if we go golfing and you're with you and your parents, like is this your your alone family time. These are life just times you, you spend with your family. And I feel like, no, like never, I, I don't want you to ever, time. ever feel like you're intruding on anything. Like that's, that goes Especially for anybody. With, like with Lake Powell, when we all go out, there's that constant, like, you know, it's a family thing. Like, hi guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <clears throat> no, see, and I, I hand it to, to my parents for that too, because they have always, like open their arms up to anybody and like included them just like family. Yeah. Like they, without hesitation, they don't even blink an eye. Oh, you want to bring them? Okay, great. Like let's make it a big thing. And they will include you in anything. They love it. Like even, even going golfing. I asked them like, I was like, oh, 
is it okay if Chris comes? And my mom's like, yeah, that's I'll, awesome. I'll try now we the, have a foursome. I'll turn out the drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I think that, yeah, just, just the way that they include everybody. I've, I've, I keep saying it. Like I, I have absolutely lucked out in the example that I've had for my, with my parents. They're all inclusive. They open their arms up to everybody. Makes me think, would my life be different if I had a steady father figure that was <laughs> caring and loving in my life? Maybe. Fuck. Maybe you'd be in I prison out, if you I had feel that, like... though. Nah. Maybe it'd be the opposite for you. You had a loving father and you became a criminal. <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like you've missed out on much? A little bit. There's times where there would be like, fuck, I wish I had like a father figure to give me his wisdom or his input on a situation Go out and in throw, life. Play catch with and Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a a, a big... And I, I honestly think that affects my relationship with my kids too though. In a negative aspect as far as like I didn't have that, so why would I I don't even so think like where why I don't want to go do that when I should just go out and just do it. Right. Just to spend the time with the kids and stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to work harder on that now. What? Just uh, doing things like going things, out and doing it things. may not be what I want to do. Like she wants to go outside and just hit a ball back and forth with a tennis racket. I need to just go do it just for the, just for the time time because it's uh, so short. That's uh, one of the, <laughs> uh, the biggest mistakes that we make as humans in life is thinking that we have thinking that we have time thinking that we have enough time or more time i don't want to die i want to live forever (laughs) i know a lot of people like i don't i'm done i'm experienced enough i'm ready to go not me there's not enough time I, I feel it when i bend over nowadays i have to crawl on my knees at work (laughs) sometimes and i get up and it's like Oh Jesus! It's not getting any easier. No. I'm sore every day. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, my kids will uh, have a fulfilled life. And oh, they will. You're a good father, Chris. Yeah, you do good. And, and and even like when you talk about the you know the discipline or um, getting angry with them because you don't want them to make mistakes in life that maybe you've made or that you know is a mistake that they don't understand yet. It's, that's what my father did for me too. I think that's a, a, a fantastic approach. <clears throat> it's hard to be, I wish I was, I could be more friendly with them and be more involved in their life. But I feel like you when I have though. to be the disciplinary you have person to. all the time, it's like, there, ugh. there has to be a, a disciplinary figure. If there's not, then they kind of get away with everything. Let's do some fucking drugs and go crazy <laughs> and get pregnant. <laughs> Shit, I did. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I really, I, I appreciated the approach that my parents took and my dad talked to me a lot about it. Um, as far as <laughs> trying drugs and all that stuff like not what not to do and what to do and whatever uh his his whole approach was if you're gonna do it do it here if you're gonna do and monitor yeah if you're gonna try alcohol just do it here like do it at the house i want to do like uh like bert kreischer i'm gonna quote him he says uh when you're ready to drink 
I want to be the person that drinks with you. I want to go through all the stages. Like a couple shots, you're feeling good. A couple more, you're feeling fucking buzz. A couple more, you're drunk as shit. And even go beyond that. Like, to the blackout couple more, stage. You're puking and you're miserable, <laughs> but all with me so that you experience it all and you have an idea of when to say what your stop. Limit is. Yeah, yep. And you'll know instead of just going out somewhere and someone's fucking roofing you and you're fucking drunk and you wake up and you're in a puddle of semen. <laughs> wow. Which, that escalated please, quickly. That's, <laughs> I got to get them on birth control as soon as possible. <laughs> Having girls is, I feel like, I feel like it's so much more stressful. Oh man, I can imagine. Because me as a kid. I'm a fucking pervert. Like I want, I'm looking at every opportunity to see some tits and ass. Like, Hey, how's it going? Show me your titties, you know? (laughs) And I assume that every other guy out there is trying to do that with my kids. Mm. And if you listen to this, you little fuckers, that makes me sad. (laughs) Don't do that. You're going to do to them what they do to your daughter. That's what I said. You touch her. I'm going to touch you, boy. <laughs> oh get in there all deep like, and I'm going to get in you all deep like. No, let's just not go there, okay? My dad, uh, but I, I, I could see myself, like, <sighs> last night, I was having nightmares. I explicitly remember the nightmares I was tossing and turning all night. <sighs> it had nothing to do with, like, kit, my, like, boys, but it was really dark, and it had something to do with my youngest. Uh, I don't even want to say it out loud because it 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 hurts my super heart. Super disturbing. And I was just like, "Fuck!" And I called them the first thing in the morning, like, "Hey, are you okay? Everything okay?" Scary. It it was like fuck. Gut wrenching. I don't Gut know. Gut wrenching. I don't know how I could handle like having daughters. I'd be so protective. Like fuck. It was dark, and I was like. It disturbed me so much that I wake up like, why am I thinking about that? Why is that even in my head? Right. Like, think of something fucking happy, and then, <laughs> and then the same fucking thing. I felt like it just kept repeating, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm so tired." I woke up this morning. I showed up to work 45 minutes late. Damn. Because I sat there just like, oh, "God, I'm so tired." Kids. Shitty. I just spit on the mic. <laughs> Gross. I'm gonna sanitize that mic now. <laughs> it's my mic. When my dad talked to me about drugs, I told you about this earlier. He's He told me, he's like, if you're going to try any drugs, just do weed or something natural. Like, don't do the synthetic stuff. I want to do drugs with control. your dad. <laughs> you want to do drugs with my dad? Yeah. <clears throat> just get uh, uh, gummies. You do gummies with him. You know what? You have some gummies. I was supposed to do one one of these podcasts. That's true. You, Next time. I have some gummies, I mean. Oh, oh you do? No. Oh, there's the, there's the ones the I two, gave to you. Yeah, yeah. There's the two in the pantry still <laughs> that are still from when you originally gave them to we'll me. We'll both do them and then three hours later do a podcast. But I think it was such a good approach because I never had the urge to do anything, to do drugs or be crazy with alcohol as a kid. So, And I've talked to them a couple times. I'm like, Mom, Dad, like, how, do you, how did you guys raise my sister and I? Like, I feel like we're very successful. We're very <laughs> lucky. We didn't get into too much trouble. Like, how the fuck did you do that? Because if I have a kid, I feel like I'm going to screw them over. I, I don't feel like I'll be half the parent that they that they were to me. You know, I will say, is growing up as a, a, with 
I think David or something. There were times where they were like, here, have, have some of my beer. <laughs> and I admit, I have slightly done the same thing. I I think my dad did that too. I remember. My daughter's too young, but the, I have a liquor that I'd recently got and she smelled it because like, smell that. It's really tasty. <laughs> and she was like, she mm, yum. It. I poured her like a quarter of a shot of it. Yeah. And I said, drink this with me, taste it, and you'll know, which is probably bad. She's only 14. She she didn't You're even finish alone. it. She was like, mm, I can't wait until I'm 21 to taste it. It was like a 17th proof, like yeah. Bailey's cream Foofy, type of thing. Foofy liquor. And she's like, mm. And she Sweet tasted liqueur. it, and then she's like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, at least... See, and that's that's maybe a part I of it. I feel bad about it that I did that, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, look, I think I've, I've said the same thing to her. Like, when you're able to drink and you want to drink and you experience it, don't do it behind my back. Talk to me. Which do is it good. here in front of me. Which is good. Much. I think you have to be open. Otherwise, they're going to hide it. They're going to get in trouble. The same thing about or They'll sex. get themselves like, in a bad <laughs> situation. That's why we have an appointment in November and get her on birth, birth control, control because... She's, she's getting older. She's too nice. She's getting to, to that boys age. And boys are such fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh. I just. If I have girls, I'm going to be so protective. There was a point where I was like, please don't be lesbian. And now I'm just like, please be lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, no, no, I, I, I vaguely remember growing up, I, was, I remember being really young. I, my dad would always have Coors Light. I think him and his brother always drank Coors Light. I think it was Coors Light. And he, he had me try it when I was young. And I was like, Bleh. and then maybe that's, maybe that's a good, that's like a smart approach. You like Probably make them want to like, oh, vomit. He's like, I am never touching beer. Versus like ever. the first beers I have was like a, an apple cider. And it was like, mm, <laughs> that's, that's tasty. pretty tasty. <laughs> <clears throat> and then like, I think I was like 18 and I was having sleepovers at my friend's house. who was like 21. He could buy the beer and he knew my mother and we were like, yeah, we're going to go, I'm going to go skating and hang out and I'm just going to sleep there. And we were drinking like bitch beers <laughs> and getting buzzed. Some fuzzy navels. And lead to a horrible one night stand and Ooh, come on, mom. <laughs> wow. Calling out <laughs> your mom on that. Yeah. Do, do a better job of, Getting Being mom, dad, alcohol trained mom, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get anyone pregnant and I don't have any random children out there that I know of. Hopefully. So you're successful. I guess. Perfect. Wrap it up. Be careful. Pull out. Pull out doesn't work very well. Put it on her face. I don't know. Just go get a vasectomy. I should go get one now, but I don't cheat. And I'm only with Hannah, who has her tubesified, so I can just dump loads all day. This has become very vulgar. Thanks, Hannah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> baby batter, baby batters are Any, us. Anyway, uh, back to the fathers. <laughs> no fathers more, day no special. more fathers for me. <laughs> uh, what I worry about, a big worry I have, is the generational changes. Because my dad, growing up, he did everything on his own, worked with his hands. He built his own 
like motorcycle with a lawnmower motor. He built his own fort under the ground. He built a he fort? Did everything. Yeah. Like he dug out a hole. He said he t- took days where he dug out a big enough hole and he framed it off and he built an underground fort and disguised the entrance. So it was huh. in the middle of a field and you built an underground fort, like all this shit where you'd hide like liquor bottles and that everything. Sounds fun. Like, yeah. We should just he go was do that. Long haired rebel <laughs> hippie man back then. Like he did everything on his own built his life with his hands like these days you don't you don't have that very much like that trade skill is kind of dying off everything is so digital now that i worry like i can't go off of that example completely if i have kids because every the world is so different every generation is going to be different now i feel like so i'm scared even the newer generation is going to start with something and end with something else like yeah the same i'm like Oh yeah, we used to just talk into the phone. Now you just think it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just I I don't know. He's been such a great example for me and has made me successful in life. How do I pass that on when it's not going to apply? Like the things that he taught me is not going to apply to the world anymore. I think, I think the best you can do is just try to find a common. I guess the thing values you, that you it teaches like is the same. and do and go out and just spend time interacting without like FaceTime yeah. doing fun stuff, kind of like what your parents did as far as family vacations. Yeah. Like honestly, where you go, you get no cell phone reception. Yeah. <laughs> so there and is no, you just jump world. out and swim and yeah, I think, do I think fun things. Together. I think that was uh very invaluable. What they did is spending the, spending the time with the family. We still got time. We still got time, Jared. Yeah. I'm never dying. I'm fucking that's young true. as fuck. You're, that's true. You're right. You're right. You're I'm going to live forever. <laughs> I believe you. You're like the, the gift that keeps on giving. What happens me. when I'm close to dead? Do you know what my, my goal is or what's going to happen to me? What? You, you honestly don't know? What your goal is? No. Not my goal, but if I'm like, I let's just let's say I'm... I've got some terminal thing that's going to okay. kill me. Sure. And I know when I'm going to die. You want to take a bullet bike and drive fast into No, it? no, absolutely not. <laughs> I want to be put in some kind of pod and shot into space so some alien race will find me, fix me, Resurrect and make you? me better. <laughs> I like it. I've told everyone that. I'm like, oh, I've got, freeze me and put me in some life support I box. Like it. Shoot me into space where I'm not going to hit some star planet. <laughs> and. That would- That'd and be... keep me alive enough where some alien race find me like, ooh, and they have the technology because they're smarter and they make me we have the technology. better. Like, oh, yeah, that's easy. Here, take this pill. Boom. And then you're like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fucking a... young and good to go. Forever. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I'll, no, no, be... no. You're, you're already raining on my parade. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to be there saluting you as your pod <laughs> gets shot out into space. Fuck we'll be yeah. watching the camera. You'll be like out there just getting into orbit and then a fucking asteroid's oh, going to fucking smash shit. into you. That's not cool. Or a satellite will hit you. They can see where things are going to go. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, shit. Shoot me really fast, far away, not towards the sun. Come on. It can happen. Okay. I like it. And then some alien, like, bzz, bzz. I might have to do a little anal probing. They That's probe okay. me for a little bit. I'm like, bring them back to life. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy that. Like, ooh. That was that was Ooh, a little forceful. I but do feel thanks. rejuvenated. You guys don't have uh, KY here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I live to be four hundred and ninety 
six. Good for you. Maybe I'll, uh, if, if that happens, I might have to follow when you. When I get the fucking techno, I'll come back and help you out. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. She's like, I have to go back so and save So you sure Jared. you want that asteroid to hit me now? Uh, no. Okay. Please, please make it safely to whatever uh, solar system you need to go to. I'll find a wormhole to. that we just... I like it. Well, um, I kind of have a no hair, don't care topic. Oh, let's hear it. Um, <coughs> let me grab my phone real quick. I lost it. Where's my... <coughs> it's nothing positive because nothing nice ever happens. Of course not. But Which, the no hair, don't care hey, topic. Hey, wait, wait. Before you get into that, this, you know how I've tried to bring up a positive thing about that person paying off the school loans for everybody at graduation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend that asked for a positive no hair, don't care said that was bullshit and shitty because that happens all the time, apparently. A lot of people pay shit off, but like a lot, there's an alumni that'll pay off graduates' loans like every year. But it never happens to anyone we know ever. I know that's what I said. I was like, it didn't happen to me. Mm. But she's like, nope, that's bullshit. <clears throat> well, add it to the negative. <laughs> We're just gonna call the negative hair. The negative I don't hair. have hair because I can't grow hair. Don't care. Yeah. Negative, negative, negative. Bitter bald man. Bitter bald man. Topic of the day today. BBM. Is. The Flash. The Flash. The superhero? Uh, how do you say his first name? A-Z-R-A? Ezra? Oh, Ezra. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Uh, Miller. I saw this the other day, and apparently he has had several. I mean, he's got, like, the fact that you get in a DC movie as one of the main characters, like The Flash, you have the whole life, like... You, you don't ever have to worry about anything ever. You're set. Just Loyalties go on cruise control. And like the money should just be flowing in. Set on cruise control. Don't do anything stupid. Anyways, this douchebag, Eliza <laughs> Miller. Ezra. Ezra, sorry. Ezra Miller has had a couple assault and uh, harassment charges in Hawaii. And the Warner Brothers are going to pull his contract because oh, as of right now, he is... <sighs> MIA because he's groomed some girl that he's known for a long time and I don't know what the uh the word would be for it that he is. like uh was that like brainwashing brainwashed her, her and has sway over her life like kidnapped her or something they're like gone gone kind of the fact that nobody can get a hold of him anywhere and this girl is missing oh boy because of the sway, and she's a lot younger than him. Um, apparently, he's eleven years older than her. They initially met when he was twenty-three. When he was twenty-three, she was twelve years old. Uh, oh I don't boy. know how old she is now, <clears throat> but I can't imagine her being. I think she's eighteen. Actually, she's eighteen years old now. I was say you could see how so old he six is. years. That makes him twenty-nine. She's eighteen, which. And it's just fine. It's gone. legal, but I think he's like brainwashed, manipulated her, her into doing everything he Man. wants, and she can't be contacted. And he's uh, dropped off the face of the map. Like nobody can find him. Nobody can find him right now. The only response he got was a 
response he put on Instagram saying, I'm in another <laughs> universe or I'm in a multiverse right now and can't be contacted. Something along those oh lines. Oh my gosh. So and, he's still uh, posting on social media. He sees it all. <laughs> and apparently he doesn't care about his fucking career because I mean. Wow. So Warner Brothers. I'll be your flash. <laughs> <laughs> Fat flash. Look at me. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> He'll shave his beard so he's more aerodynamic. Dude, I'll shave anything you want to be the Flash. <laughs> I'll get hair implants. I'll uh, work out. What? I mean, he, he's pretty skinny. I, f- fuck skinny. it. I'll starve myself for... Just get on meth. Whatever. It's pretty... Uh, I'll get skinny and fast as fuck, Pretty bro. effective. Meth is effective. But yeah, that's uh, the no hair. God, it's so weird. Shitty, don't care. I wonder... Like, what these people think like to get into somebody's I mind mean, that goes through this that he goes has his that. whole career ahead of him he's so young and being a, a huge character like the flash is gonna be that's it's so been crazy. around forever and yeah. now you you have a main role with like huge actors like ben affleck and doing the justice league and that could have blossomed into other roles and it probably could have like gone off onto its own like three or four movie expansion yeah. of the flash yeah Doing super cool thing, the origin stories and stuff like that. Wow. Well, now it's just another version of Spider-Man where they're going to have two or three other people (laughs) play it. (laughs) That's crazy. Anyways. Shitty. I'm sorry. There's nothing positive in the world right now, guys. (laughs) But the negative shit is a little more appealing right now. Yeah. Crazy. Also, on a uh, not negative note, (laughs) or not positive (laughs) note... Cryptocurrency. What the fuck is going on with that? Yeah. Glad I didn't uh, spend too much more money into that. Uh, I admit I bought another 93 million shares well, of stock today. Now's the time to buy it because everything's crashing. I have 193 million shares. Holy crap. Of Don't tell the, them. Well, maybe they buy it a lot. Maybe oh, they'll miss it. You're right. It's uh, Elon Doge or Doge Elon coin? Doge Elon. It's like it's a, like a uh, knockoff kind of like Dogecoin. Just making fun of Elon Musk. But I have a shit ton of it, and it's super fucking cheap. I'm tempted to buy like another $100 Just needs to bump worth. like a fraction I mean, of a honestly, cent. today it was, I spent 27 bucks, I think, and it bought me 93 million shares. Damn. So if it goes up anything... I quit. You quit everything? I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich, bitch. Uh, We've been a little extra coffee and throat cleary and stuff today because I just got over the Rona. Uh, That was the worst. (laughs) You got the Rona, and I think you had given it to me, and I gave it to Hana, and you gave it to... Making the rounds. Someone else. Making the rounds. It's, and, uh, it floored me. Like, I s- literally slept two days away. I don't remember two days of last week. The rest of the time, I was just miserable all day. I I've still been, s- probably sound weird with my voice, but it's shitty. It's almost over. I've been super flimmy, just going to work and suffering. Yeah. Spitting flugies everywhere. <laughs> <coughs> the mornings are the worst. Yeah, mornings are rough. I need, like, an hour of steam blown in my face just yeah. to loosen everything. All right. Well, we have anything else? All right. Everyone that's a father out there, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Don't be a piece of shit, okay? Yeah, be there. 
be there but for your kids. Don't think that it's all on you. It takes two to make a child. And sure. uh, if she's not in your life to help, then do it your fucking self. Do the best that you can. Because there are tons of single parents out there that are working their asses off trying to do it right. And it's hard, but... And uh, email us. Still have no emails, guys. <laughs> the one chinwag at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know what you want to hear. Send me anything. Send me your complaints. Send them pictures Send of me your a feet. Picture of you farting out a candle. Ooh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy Father's Day. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.